It's the Weekend Report on the Chico Demanwell Show. Let's get right to it. Thanks for listening to the Weekend Report on the Chico Demandwell Show. This is part two of nine, and I've titled this series Mental Maintenance. Today, I'm going to be talking about three logical fallacies or conversational traps that lead people to get off focus in debates, not be able to articulate their ideas properly, and lead to the downfall of open dialogue and discourse. So without further ado, let's get right to it.
Strike one. Begging the question. Question as an angle. What exactly is begging the question? Begging the question is assuming a statement is self-evident when it must be proven. When do you see this happen? When one has no evidence to support their claims. So, somebody had just make a statement and have not really thought about it, done any research on it, but it's just kind of related to how they feel. Like They just kind of feel like it's true. Or they've seen some things and they've heard some things and they just base it off those couple little things that they've seen and heard that their statement is true. But they assume that their statement is true because, like, they assume it's true because they, they, stay, they ask the question assuming that the answer is already true when the purpose of asking the question is to figure out whether the answer is true. And when nobody has any evidence to support that claim, they will try to do that and hope that people don't ask them any further questions. You'll also see this when people are too emotionally invested in a topic or they don't believe that their opponent can counter something that they're saying. Like, I see people do stuff like this all the time, like particularly women, when you say something like, uh, you say something along the ground, like, so, so, so women shouldn't have jobs. Like, I, I know women that don't have jobs who said they, to, who are unhappy. It's like, well, women, women, no, let's put it like this. A good example on the fly, because it's all on the fly. It's like if a woman says, like, I know most women would be happy working their career. Well, that begs the question, how do you know that? How do you know that, you know? And somebody just say something like, I know women are happy with, with going for a career. If they don't think I'm going to say something back to them, they think I'm going to just roll with that or like feed off of that energy. And I'm be like, no, how do you know? How do you know this for certain? How do you know this well enough to be able to use this shit as ammunition for your cause? Um, you know, so they, they don't believe you can counter or fact check what they say. People that say state make statements that beg the question and hope you don't ask it. Uh, when somebody has incomplete information, they may tend to espouse an ideology or have a stance that's just not correct. And it gets to a point where they reach a question where they haven't asked themselves. So, you know, that's a situation where that happens. And when people, if somebody believes they have a checkmate argument, like people try to, and that's why I call this question as an angle, because people try to use a question as a response to something. And I'm trying, I'm trying to give a good example for this. So it's like, if, if you're talking to somebody and they say something like, uh, you know, say something along the lines of abortion is always, a, all women want the choice to abort, or like, when all women want the choice to have abortions. All women want rights to their body. And I'd be like, no, that all women don't have rights to their body. Some women actually want to carry their babies to term. And they'd be like, what woman would want to kill her baby? And like, that's their argument. Like their argument is not, it's a question. They're basing their argument on what woman would want to kill her baby. But it's like, if I answer that question, is that the, is that what you were trying to say? Like you say, what woman would want to kill her baby? Like, I don't know some woman who slept with some guy and he fucked around and got her pregnant or the condom broke or some shit. You know, if I say something like that, then what, you know, like she thought that like, what woman would want to kill her baby? She thought I was going to think of that and be like, Hmm, you know what? You're right. I, I don't think a woman would want to kill her baby. But it's like, no, 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 no. You can't use a question as an argument. Like, what woman would want to kill her baby? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't personally go around canvassing women and say, hey, ma'am, excuse me, do you want to kill your child? Hey, ma'am, do you want to kill your child? Doesn't make sense. So, like, when people try to use question as an argument, that begs the question, or they're assuming that the question, that the answer to the question that they're asking is true when they ask it.
and it's not. You can't use a question as a point of view. A lot of these people also have espoused ideology from only one side. So everything you say, they got something to say for, and they're generally going to ask you questions that they don't even want answered, or they're going to say things without and just and just try to smooth it over because it might be minutely true or it might be an exception, but they try to smooth that shit over like it's just they, they try to get one over on you. Who does this? Trans activists, social justice warriors, radicalists, feminists, race hustlers, and almost everyone at some point, to some degree. Everybody does this, whether the intention behind it is positive nor negative or whatever. Everybody does engage in this fallacy to some degree. And why do people do it? People want to try to advance sweeping statements without recoil. Like I said, they just want to say something and hope that you don't try to counter it with logic but you try to counter with the same arbitrary energy which formed that question. You know, they want to promote an ero- emotional reflex as an argument. Like sometimes, like you, you know, let's say you, you say something and people just feign this outrage. It's like, oh, oh my God, how could you say such a thing? And it's like, what do you mean? How could I say such a thing? I just said it. That's what I think. That's what I believe. But they don't ever ask. They don't ever answer a question. They just be like, how could you even say that? And if I tell them, how could I even say that? Just, I can't believe you would say that. You shouldn't say that. Like, you know, it's like, come on, man. Like, how can you even say that? Is that your response to what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying, like, I think this should be that. How could you say that? So do you agree or disagree? Like, saying how could you say that is not a point. Using a question as an angle, like, you know, you either, you know, that, that shit, it's, it's an attempt to dodge some shit and sweep some shit under the rug. They're trying to push forward their emotions as logical credit and it doesn't work that way when people are ignorant about a subject they might do this if they promote an isolated incident like i said exceptions as their argument you know some people think exceptions are arguments they think an exception to a rule is an actual counter argument and that's never been the case ever in the history of time and they probably only ever considered one possibility for something. If somebody just got this 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 ideology or this viewpoint, or this worldview, this paradigm just hardwired into their shit, they'll just say shit because they don't value the truth. They'll, they'll just say things and don't worry about whether they're true. If you ask them questions, they just lead you down a pointless rabbit hole and take the conversation all the way over here and all the way over there, all the way over there. And they keep just making statements that when you ask questions, you don't get answers. But they make another statement, which also needs to be substantiated. And you keep asking these questions and you're just not getting it. That's because these people don't have an answer for you. And how do people do this? I know I've been explaining it, but it's like people, but people answer questions with questions. That's a good way to know that like, you know, people are trying to use a question as an angle or they're assuming that the question that they're asking you the answer is already true before we've even delved into it, you know? So it was like, hey, hey, how, hey, uh, hey, where have you been? I said, no, you tell me where you've been. And she's like, oh, now you get to ask all the questions? It's like, answer the question. Why are you, you know, now, so what? Now I get to ask all the questions? Like, I noticed this, like, in this situation, just, you know, with begging the question and using the question as an angle, like, play this scenario in your head. You ask somebody, I was like, where were you at last night? And they'd be like, where, did you come straight home when you got off work last night? And let's say you answer that question. You ask them, where were they last night? And they ask you in response to your question, did you come straight home from work last night? And now if you respond with like, well, of course I came straight home. 
And they'd be like, well, how come it took you this long? Remember the first question you asked, where were you last night? Now it's completely erased from the context. Your question has been buried underneath answering a question which was provided as an answer to your question. I know that might sound confusing, but work with me. So I said, hey, where were you last night? I don't know. So did you did you come home from work, straight home from work last night? Like, yeah, I came home from straight home from work and you wasn't here. Like, you couldn't have came straight home from work because blah, 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 this and that, and that, whoop, whoop, and that, and that. But it's like, now we're talking about, did I actually come home from work last night? When the question that started this conversation was, where were you last night? You see? Like, a motherfucker used the question as an angle, like, oh, like, oh. So, da, 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 da. your question is your counter argument, and now you change the focus if I answer that question. I can't answer that question. If people make wanton assertions arbitrarily, like, people just... People just don't don't think something through. Like if I if I come inside and I don't have a shirt on, if I was outdoors and I came in and I don't have a shirt on, like somebody just oh you must have been out there showing off for some ladies, or you must have been out there uh, taking pictures of yourself or something like that. Like no, nah, I actually spilled some ketchup on my shit. I was wearing a white shirt, so I took the shirt off because I didn't want to further get it dirty. You know they just make all kind of arbitrarily shit like you know like they, like they just know something. Like them asking, they think questions are actual points of view. They const- they constantly move the goalposts. When you talk to them, like, it's just never about one thing. It's always about this, and it's about that, and it's about that. Because you got to keep, they keep making statements that beg you to ask another question, which beg you to ask another question to get to a point. You know, you got to ask three or four questions to get where the fuck you wanted to be. You know? So, that's why I said begging the question and question as an angle, because it's not just begging the question. People use questions to, like, get out of sticky situations, and they oftentimes use them as answers so they don't have to be held accountable for the shit they do. So how do we fix this? You got to challenge people's assertions. Do not allow numerous bold claims to be raised without challenging one's running credibility. And when I say like running credibility, that's like within the course of you talking to somebody or within a conversation or within the, you know, you getting to know somebody, if they kind of have a history of tending to do what they say most often, that's their running credibility. Like how, how credible are you lately? Not whether you told me the truth 18 years ago and like now we done built some type of impenetrable lifelong bond off there. It's like, how how reliable are you lately? You make attempts to qualify as people's knowledge of a topic. Do not let people skip or fail to answer questions, especially simple yes or no questions. Repeat yourself and halt the conversation until it's blatantly clear, it's clear, <laughs> excuse me, clear that somebody's dodging the question or if somebody is constantly saying things that cause you to ask questions. Demand explanation when facing claims that challenge the status quo. Oftentimes, people are counting on your ignorance, so never hesitate to validate and interrogate thoroughly. Like, you always got to make sure, don't, don't, don't let these people be unclear. Begging the question is speaking unclear. And using a question as a point is being unclear about your stance to use my clarity on the stance against me somehow. This is a very, this is quicksand. This is conversational quicksand. Like, you got to be real, real attentive or you'll get caught up in this shit and you'll be knee deep before you know it. Begging the question. Question as an angle. Strike two. Ad hominem. Oh, you mad hominem? This is a pretty popular one as well. You've probably heard ad hominem used in debates when people start freaking the fuck out and losing their minds. 
So ad hominem is instead of attacking an argument, you begin to attack verbally the person. So you usually see this kind of behavior when somebody's losing ground or somebody perceives that they're losing ground in the discussion or somebody has been proven wrong. Somebody has been bested in conversation. And it's like somebody just completely uses it. It's like, you know what? But you're a fucking piece of shit anyways. Don't you remember? What about all that shit you did to those people? And you did that? And it's like, that's that's got nothing to do with whether we should uh, allow people to get concealed carry permits in this city. Like, <laughs> you know, people have lost an argument. People are angry. It's basically a tacit admission of defeat. If somebody's getting this mad in a discussion because people don't agree with them, they're probably wrong. When are you going to notice ad hominem? Or are you going to notice it, like I said, when you've won a debate and somebody's pissed? You're going to notice it if you voice controversial beliefs. Like, if you believe things that are hot topics. Like, if you go around saying you're pro-life or you're pro-choice or like you feel this way about gun control or, you know, you feel this way about climate change, you feel this way about uh, economic development and all this shit. The more... Uh, how do I put this? The more against the grain or the more non-societal for lack of a better expression that's your viewpoint is oh you're gonna have people that just hate you just like people who will be having a conversation with you everything's going good and you say yeah so i voted for trump in 2016 and, and the motherfuckers just flip they lid they lose their mind they can't talk to you they don't really know that much about you i know that you voted for trump so fuck you go to hell you must you must hate America, blah, blah, blah. Make America great again is racist. You know, all the common tropes that people bring up when they just, they would rather lean on emotion as opposed to using thought. Uh, if your opponent is immature, and a lot of these people are, because anybody who loses a debate knows that's not really like a loss. It's an opportunity to learn in an exchange of ideas when you figure out different concepts and things that you weren't particularly privy to in the past. It's an opportunity for growth, but these people don't look at it like that. They just look at themselves as being publicly humiliated. And if that's how you feel, then you don't really understand how conversation and growth in life works. And you're probably immature. And that's probably why you want to cuss people out because you can't win every argument that you get sucked into. Sorry, buddy. Nobody wins every argument they get sucked into. Being right is not always the right action. But I digress. If somebody needs a feel to, feels a need to defend their character over an argument, like if people are taking what you're saying to heart, like if you're just not attacking a person, but you you are leaning on your stance, like this is what I feel, this is what I think, believe about this, and this is why I think, feel, and believe this, and somebody still has a problem with it, and now shit's getting personal, like they're starting to like throw jabs at you or mention things that aren't relevant to the discussion at all, you know, that's that hominem. And if somebody's like labeled you as immoral or extremist or, you know, if leftists don't like you, like you can see, like I, I remember when Matt Walsh was holding his rallies and like people just show up and they like blurt shit over loudspeakers so they can't hear them. Like they, they stand up and they try to, to talk a point down or they try to explain their stance and then he counters it with logic and the logic wins in that situation. But however, they don't, they... They don't like that the ideology they espouse or the stance they have wasn't particularly popular. So now they're just going to go at you. They figure, what the hell do I have to lose? You know? Who uses ad hominem? Liars, liberals, guilty parties, young adults, 
instigators, people who like to rile up stuff and, and, you know, always throw some gas on the fire. Almost everybody, politicians, you know, I'm sure we've all gotten mad at somebody and just shouted them down with insults because, uh, for whatever reason, but not necessarily uh, because they did something that warranted that. Like, we might have just disagreed with something they said and then we flew off the handle and then some time passed and you're sitting there and you're like, damn, I kind of didn't mean that shit or I kind of... I shouldn't have said that. Like, you look back on it and you regret it a little bit because you know that you lost your cool. That's that's ad hominem in a nutshell. Why do people use ad hominem? Well, when you get exposed, people don't generally like being exposed. Uh, people get angry and they don't necessarily manage the anger well. People feel embarrassed. You've exposed somebody for being wrong or incorrect. Like, you've brought something to somebody's attention that... They didn't quite understand, and now instead of being mad at the reality itself, they're not mad at you for delivering the reality to them. Because as we all know, you should never deliver realities to people. You should lie to them and feed their delusions at every opportunity. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, You know, they want to take it as a moral victory. They feel like if they lost the debate, at least they could be the loudest person in the room. You know, so it's like, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging kind of gig. Uh, They want to save some face you know, they like it's just, it kind of ties into the moral victory. Like they feel like they won't look as bad if they curse you out or if they tell you that your mom's a whore or all kind of things on their way out the door. They just get some last word. They have like the last word, you know, before they're uh, escorted off the premises or whatever. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of like when it happens. That's why they do it. Somebody's just trying to knock you off this off off your square. Like I said, you probably just exposed somebody or you've divulge a harsh reality or truth to somebody that they can't bring themselves to understand. And so now they figure, well, I'm just, just going to bring you down to my level. I don't want to engage uh, discussions with, with intellectual foundations and, and based on reality objectively. You know, I just want to shout you down. So, you know, you're a turd. And it just goes from there. These people generally just can't handle any viewpoint that opposes anything they believe in. Like if you oppose their viewpoint, they don't look at it as another functioning human being having a conscious mind and looking at the situation, you know, from their point of view, which is their prerogative. They have the right and freedom to do such a thing. So, uh, you know, they, 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 they just lash out when, when you, when you, when you cut into them, you can tell because you just gonna be like, wait, what the fuck is this? Is this, this ain't got nothing to just do with just me, is it? Like, if I couldn't have made you this mad for simply... Like, if I'm not trying to trigger you, I simply couldn't have made you mad for just saying what's on my mind like that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> and oftentimes, these people are very, very overly emotional. These people are very sensitive people. They have a hair trigger temper. It doesn't take much to set these individuals off. You say one thing, you don't, or and, you know, oftentimes, even if you, you know, you might mistakenly say some things, but these people don't want an apology. They don't want to hear, oh, man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything. They're like, no, fuck you. Like, they're going hard. Like, they cannot, you know, they just can't accept when things don't go their way. That's the root of ad hominem. And we all have to learn that. And that's why it's so popular. That's why I said, not popular in the sense like people flock to ad hominem, but in the fact that it just happens. Like, it's a real easy thing to do. You could be engaging in ad hominem and not even notice what that is. You could just be like, man, I fucking hate that guy. And like, that's that's ad hominem, (laughs) you know? And how do people do it is generally just overt belligerence, being obnoxiously rude, hurling insults and threats. You know, people, when you, when, when you get mad, if you don't understand what's happening to you, if you don't understand the physical end of it, like you can easily mistake 
some some temporary anger is for how you really feel about it. And that's not cool. You don't want to cuss somebody out or call her mom a bitch or be like embarrassing yourself for whatever reason. Like it's okay to be wrong. That's that's how you learn. It's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to be wrong on purpose, but it's okay to be wrong in the spirit of ignorance and in the spirit of learning from your mistakes, becoming a better person as a result of having had made this mistake. Excuse me. So, how do we solve ad hominem? This solution is going to be rather simple, rather short and sweet. Don't fit in. Take a victory lap. Do not join the insult cavalry. Let them embarrass themselves and remain calm. And that part is most important. You got to remain calm because, like, you know, sometimes these people will get to you. Like, sometimes somebody can just really be an annoying little prick. Somebody can just be a thorn in your side, like, just in that moment. And you're just like, God, I wish this asshole would shut the fuck up. Like, I just wish they would stop. But they won't. So that's why you have to remain calm. You have to realize and understand you have control over yourself. And there's no need to fight any further. Because if you're facing ad hominem on a degree where somebody might be getting under your skin, you've won. You've already won a debate. People most likely agree with you. You've probably were on the right side of things. You know, it doesn't always work out that way. But generally, once somebody lends themselves to ad hominem, they're 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 burning down their own castle. Like it's not even like being outskilled or outplayed. Like they're just admitting defeat. And when people want to admit defeat, fucking let them. <laughs> you know, let's add hominem. Oh, you mad hominem? Strike three. Presumption of intelligence. Don't play dumb. Now, I find it necessary to preface this segment by saying that this is not like a commonly isolated fallacy. It's more of a a covert conversational trap and it's more of a situation you end up in. And, And the situation that I'm most particularly referring to is a situation where somebody assumes that you have knowledge that you may or may not have. And the keyword is assumes they think they know what you know. They think you know something that you're not telling. And the reason this is problematic is because people will treat you differently based on an assumption. Now, people treating you differently based on an assumption isn't a particularly uncommon or new thing. However, you can use this to tell when people think you know something And you can tell why they may be treating you different based on some of the behaviors that they show and some of the behaviors that surround this activity. So with that being said, let's move forward. What is the presumption of intelligence? It's an avoidance technique predicated on the assumption that something needn't be broached because it is already known. Like people don't people want to use limited knowledge to like gain in, in extra knowledge like or, or 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 people will do this when they assume you already know something like if you're trying to figure out they'll assume you already know and use that as a reason to not tell you or a reason to not say something like if you'd be like what time you said you would be here at three o'clock and they'd be like okay what time is it now Look, why you got to break my ball? What time is it now? You got a clock. You got, it's a clock right there. You got eyes. Like, what you mean? Like, you know, shit like that. People will presume you know something, even though in that situation, 
Maybe you do know the time. Maybe you don't. But it's just the attitude around it. Or if somebody, or, you know, I'll get into it. So, yeah. When does this happen? If somebody wants clarification, usually about something vaguely stated. You know, so. Let's say you're at home. Your girlfriend walks in. It's like 1130 at night. She got off work at 9 o'clock. She walks in at 1130 at night. You're like, hey, where have you been? And she was like, where you think I've been? It's like, what the fuck? It's like, I, I don't know. I know you got off work at nine o'clock. And then like, it don't take you two and a half hours to get home. Like, well, I mean, it didn't take me two and a half hours to get home. And then besides, I do the same thing every night. Like, why you got to ask these questions? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like motherfuckers coming at you hostile because you're asking a simple, like, you know, where, where were you? Like, you already know where I was. I was at work. And it's like, you don't know what I already know. So you, by you presuming, presuming that I know something, you're not treating me differently. And you didn't give me a real clear answer. It's like, you like, you know where I was? Like, I was, I was out. It's like, okay, what do you mean out? Like, I, I was out downtown. Like, where downtown? Like, you know, like, shit. Like, you presuming I already, when you say out, I'm going to just pick up on that. If somebody wants to know what you know without asking you directly... Like, if somebody wants to, to, to figure something out, like, they, you know, they'll ask you a question. Sometimes you'll be the one getting the question instead of asking the question. And it's like, you know, it was like, uh, uh, where were you at? I was like, oh, really? You wasn't doing this, this, and this? Like, you couldn't have been, like, people People act like you're you're playing dumb. They act like by you being honest, you are feeding into a lie. And they treat you differently. If somebody has some inside knowledge on you and they want to see if you'll, you know, how you'll behave, that's another time where people will presume you know something. And sometimes it might not be a presumption. Sometimes somebody will know you know something. So that's probably the exception to this instance. If somebody knows you know something, it's not presumable. It's not presuming. But when people are trying to figure out without directly telling you what they're trying to figure out, it's usually like a, 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 a real crooked interrogation type feel. Somebody thinks you're lying or thinks you're skeptical. People that try to presume you know something, you know, or they think they just won't believe what you say. You'll be telling them the truth. And the fact that they don't believe you because they think you know something else might cause them to be hostile with you or cause them to treat you differently based on what they think you know. And if you are intrinsically smart enough to connect the dots without an explanation, if somebody just thinks like, you know, like let's say you're kind of a nerdy individual or, you, you know, kind of like me you just philosophical you like to think things through and shit you know i ask a question and somebody just like oh you smart figure it out something to that effect or like you know like so you mean to tell me you could do all this all this you could pass this sat and you could uh put together this shit but you can't uh uh figure out this like people presume that like my my intelligence in one realm leaks over to like overall intelligence like if i'm smart at math then i should be able to build a house you know <laughs> like or if i I'm, I'm i speak proper or i use correct grammar and i should be able to run a fortune 500 company like they presume that just like my intelligence like not necessarily intelligence as a as a noun like as a thing like but my intelligence in terms of how smart i am overall like my iq they want to use that as a way to just to like not say to not answer my question or to not provide details 
It's a real, real sneaky one, but you can usually spot this out because everything's... It'll feel like an argument instead of a discussion. That's like the key factor. Like you will feel like you're arguing someone down or beating information out of them as opposed to just having a gentle, easy, voluntary discussion. Who does this? Nosy folk. People that's nosy. People just asking questions. Like when people want you to do more of the talking, you know, or it's because they're asking all the questions. If people want you to do talking more and they, and they do that by asking you all the questions, then you know somebody's probably trying to, you know, they're trying to fish through your statements and like put shit together either correctly or incorrectly. Uh, girlfriends, wives, you know, it's like a kind of a gossip thing, you know, a confrontational thing. Police detectives that do that. They walk into a room, you sit in the room, they sit down and it's like, well, 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 look what we have here. You know, we could just make this all quick and you could just, you know, you could just give it right up. You could just tell us what we need to know. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean tell you what you need to know? That begs the question. How, how, what do you need to know? <laughs> Shit, you know? Uh, parents, people who don't like to have intense discussions, like people who aren't good at talking. I notice with me a lot of times when people realize that debating with me is, is, is exhausting. Like the longer you go, the longer I can go. Like I've been... I've been forged in fucking in a volcano. So it's like I can handle I can hang when it comes to a lengthy hour, two hour, however long debate. I can go. So it's like if people don't want to do that, if people sense that coming and they want to avoid it, then they would just presume that I know what I'm talking about. I presume I'm right. And it's usually like that just to shut me up. They will presume that like, you know, you know, or they'll presume I already know what it is and blah, blah, blah. They just don't they don't want to get into the discussion. So they pretend to know things or they pretend to think I know things just to get anything to get out of a discussion. It's an avoidance tactic. Um, and people who struggle with being articulate, like if somebody doesn't like that tip of my tongue sensation, like if, if you're talking to somebody who's just not really good at expressing themselves, they have trouble finding the words to say what they want to say. They can't articulate their thoughts well, you know. People that just ask questions like they, they they don't really have they have novice level debate skills so they're gonna like presume you presume you know what you're doing they're just gonna think that you're trying to just wear them down or whatever but it's like you're actually trying to figure something out they will pretend like you are attacking them and it's something that you deliberately do and you do it via discussion and debate why do people do this well sometimes they may actually know something about you you got to consider that sometimes they do know something. Maybe they have partial intel and they want to complete it. Uh, or sometimes they have nothing. They'll be bluffing to see just if you're going to say something. Like people that just question you or presume you know some shit. Because it's like if you do know some shit generally in a, in a situation where it's like, you know, like if you at work, you don't have to talk to your coworkers of two years. Like it's y'all first day. You don't have to walk them through every little step of the job. Like, you know, y'all know each other. So certain shit, y'all can use abbreviations, slang, and it's picked up on. Like, I get it. Like, I presume you know this because I know you know it. It's not really a presumption. Like, it's safe for me to presume that you know certain shit. But, like, uh, I lost my train of thought. I was saying, oh, yeah, people be bluffing. Yeah, people don't have any information, you know, and uh, people want to avoid elaborating on something. 
when people want to avoid elaborating, like I said, that just goes into not wanting uh, people who struggle with being articulate. They don't want intense discussions or they don't want to provide details. Like when you ask a question and you, 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 you fine tune the question and you want to figure out more, they're usually against that. They beat around the bush, same thing, kind of just like, you know, they backpedal, like they uh, say something and then try to go away from it because they, they don't, they don't want to, you know, or they feel like you lying to them. So they're like, everything you say is going to be based as a lie if it's not what they think you know. So it's like, they're just not going to want to talk to you. Like they're going to like try to end discussions. Like when you say things that's like not really meant to end a discussion, but it's like, oh, so you was doing this and this. Okay, all right, cool, whatever. That's all I need to hear. Like, shorten it up and just kind of... It's, it's, it's a manipulation tactic. Like, they backpedal strategically. And they, like, beat around the bush. And then people just do this because they're fucking purely petty. Like, they just want to go there. Like, it's not really about knowing what you know. It's just that they knowing that, like, you will bite for this. <laughs> they, think, they think that you will bite, so they just kind of troll you. And so you got to be on the look at that. The pure pettiness, like, if that's why it's being done, it's, it's a troll and you should avoid that, you know. Don't, they're not presuming your intelligence. They're just, they're feigning to presume intelligence to take you for a ride, which is like, that's the next level shit right there. And how do people do this? They avoid straight answers. They give three answers that could have been solved in one. Like I said, like, where was you at? Out, out where? Downtown? Where downtown? At the, um... At the fountain, uh, at the, at the at the Eau Claire restaurant or whatever, like you know, okay. And why? Who was you there with? I was there with Monica. So it's like, how come the first time I asked you where you was at, you couldn't sit at the Eau Claire restaurant downtown with Monica? Like I had to ask four questions to get you that. Like you're presuming that I already know what you're thinking. What, what you, I already know where you've been, and it's such a task for you to repeat it. Now I gotta ask you four questions to figure out what one could have got me. If people are asking you all the questions, you know, and, and 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 you giving elaborate answers and they keep asking answers based on your answer to the previous question. Yep, that's how it happens. And it's like if every if, if no answer that you give seems sufficient, if it's not the answer that completes whatever narrative they got going on, what they think, you know, they'll just never be satisfied and they will like be fed up with you. And it'll, it'll just be an ordeal all because they think, you know, something and you can't prove whether you do or don't. So how do we fix this? How do we fix this weird, complicated, and difficult to explain ass situation? My solution is be honest. Just tell the truth. If you tell the truth, your answer's never gonna change and like they're gonna realize they're, they're looking down a dry well. Like nobody's gonna continue to beat that horse for too fucking long if, it, if, it's no, if it's no reward, no light at the end of the tunnel. If you're lying, be brief and consistent. Don't assume anything, only answer straightforward questions. Don't spaz or lash out. Generally, this method is seeking to confirm a currently flimsy belief. It's used to covertly pick your brain. The most consistently beneficial tactic is to be brief, honest, and only answer what is being asked. So your best bet in this situation is to just be honest. If somebody presumes you know something, let them presume. Because you can't really do anything about the presumption or how they treat you as a result. All you can do is provide what you actually know over and over and over again and stay calm don't get frustrated because you're being grilled because that's only going to lend yourself to whatever narrative like if you seem to get angry when somebody calls you out on something that usually is a sign of guilt and you will be falsely painted into this 
this this this picture of guilt all because of what somebody thinks you know and then how you behave which a lot that which which looks like guilty behavior in a lot of circumstances so you got to be really really careful about that shit the burden is always on the interrogator to ask the correct questions not on the interrogated to provide extra details and i think that's the most important part if somebody presumes you know something no matter how petty or how serious it may be if somebody presumes you know the burden is on them to ask the correct questions to take to get your honesty to work against you. If you're being honest, I should be able to ask you the right questions to figure out what I need to know. Now, if I'm asking you the right questions and I'm not getting what I need to know, then perhaps you're not my guy. Perhaps you're not the person I need to be talking to. So I know this was pretty complex and it was pretty it was it was wild. It was all over the place. Even with my notes, it was it was a bit much. But I bet you after you hear this and if somebody tries to do this to you, you will spot it out and you will remember what I said and you will just hang tight, take a deep breath and get ready to weather the storm because that's all that shit is. Presumption of intelligence. Don't play dumb. Thank you for listening to part two of nine of Mental Maintenance on the Chico Demanwell Show, The Weekend Report. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I'll see you Monday for the original show. Until then, I holla.